If you're suffering from a serious health challenge or just want to protect your good health, I want to tell you about Metatrol Fermented Wheat Germ Extract from American Biosciences. Imagine every cell in your body working at peak performance, achieving enhanced energy, quality of life, and optimal immune system performance. More than 50 research articles in peer-reviewed medical journals describe fermented wheat germ extract's remarkable health benefits in a wide range of serious health challenges. Metatrol is the most potent fermented wheat germ extract ever produced, and it's it's the only one that's gluten-free. Just two Metatrol capsules daily supports your immune system, cellular health, and energy production. Rescue your mitochondrial function and optimize your energy with Metatrol fermented wheat germ extract. For more information and to order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com. Or call 800-422-5518. 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% first-time discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. And once again, it is Groundhog Day. It's time to do another Q&A. They just keep coming faster and more furious. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, I th I've heard it said that it's kind of mathematical because if you are uh, two days old, mm -hmm. the day that you live in is half of your life. Yes. And if you are a year old, a day is one six, 365th of your life. And if you are a hundred years old, Let's do the math. It's uh, you know thirty six thousand five hundred. Yeah, thirty six. Oh my it's god, thirty six thousand five hundredth of your life. So it's a very very tiny fraction. So I think maybe it's just the passage of years that makes time seem to fly. Yes. You know, the older we get, because nothing is new anymore. Well, nothing is new when we're when we're little. Everything is brand new. Mm-hmm. It's about novelty, but it's also about time compression. You know that time seems to. Uh, just unspool more quickly. So it seems like it almost seems like just yesterday that we did this. Mm. But that being the case, here we mm -hmm. be. Yep. Uh, our uh, place for questions, by the way, this is a forum where we take questions and comments. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. I'm with Layla Muden, who is our resident nutritionist, and together we endeavor to field questions. On a weekly basis, I also do it on my radio program. You can call 877-726-8255 during my show from noon to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. That's Eastern Time. Or you can call anytime during the week and you can record a question. However you want to get questions to us. Uh, and uh, I think some people are using every method. <laughs> they're, they're, they're recording a question and they're, and they're uh, sending, sending an, an email. email. So we may have <laughs> some uh, a couple of repeat questions. Yes. Yeah. You never can be too careful. Yes. When you want to get a question. You want to make sure that it gets answered. Right, right. Send it to both places. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'll send I'll send two checks for my taxes to the IRS this time, you know. Oh no, no, no. No. <laughs> Why well, loan the government? I just money. spent I just sent mine in, by the way, my estimated taxes yesterday. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, yeah, me too. Me too. Because it's what? It's the fifteenth. Fifteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh so before we get to questions, I want to comment on an article that kind of validates something that we've been talking about, which is the benefits of an anti-inflammatory diet Yes, for inflammatory conditions and autoimmune conditions. Mm -hmm. We actually 
have a name for it. We call it the autoimmune paleo diet. Mm-hmm. And take it away, Lila. What is, what is the autoimmune paleo diet? How would you characterize that with a yeah. patient? Uh, the autoimmune paleo diet is basically we are eliminating the food groups that are most recent in the human diet, most recent being about 10,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. We're talking about dairy. We're talking about grain, grain products. Now, why these foods? They tend to be the most problematic, particularly gluten mm-hmm. and particularly casein. Casein is the main protein found in all animal milk. These have been shown in the literature to be problematic in autoimmunity. Right. That may spur autoimmunity or exacerbate or have a hand mm-hmm. in. And we find that when we put people on an, on a, uh, an autoimmune paleo diet, people with lupus, multiple sclerosis, they do better. Yeah. They do better. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so there's also the element of uh, the leaky gut theory and yes. the idea that uh, gluten, certain other foods, foods that are high in lectins mm-hmm. may be problematic. And a lot of the foods that are high in lectins are uh, products of domestication. They're mm-hmm. the legumes, for example. Yes. Uh, beans and pulses. Right. But also certain grains. Certain grains, absolutely. So, so they may, in certain people, attack the intestinal wall, cause leaky gut, cause yeah. things to traverse into the bloodstream to set up a reaction. And the precursor to just about all autoimmune disease is a leaky gut. Yeah. yeah. So we want to heal Hands the gut. Hands down, we want to heal that. That's so the place to start. In now, conventional medicine doesn't recognize this. No. Um, they say, you know, eat a healthy diet. Or they may go so far as to say, you know, eat a Mediterranean diet, because that's kind of like in vogue. Well, you know, I have a problem with when they say eat a Mediterranean yeah. diet, because they've bastardized it. Mm-hmm. They've made low-fat dairy part of a Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as low-fat yeah. dairy on a Mediterranean right, diet. Right. And what happened to all the, the lamb chops and the liberal use of olive oil, not just a little bit of olive oil, but... All of that. They, so, they, they so you mean if, tried to change it into the government's my plate. You mean if I eat at Olive Garden every night, oh gosh, I will live to be a hundred? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No. But that's the Mediterranean diet, isn't uh, it? Unlimited breadsticks? I don't think so. <laughs> as much as we would I, all love unlimited breadsticks. You, I was really hungry. I was, on, uh, I was going to a meeting in North Carolina at uh-huh. the Alliance for Natural Health, and we had some time to kill. We were waiting to pick up somebody at the airport. I came early, and uh-huh. it was like we had to circle back to the airport. I said, like, let's grab somebody. I don't care. And we're on this kind of like strip mall, you know. Kind yeah. Of, and, you know, it was like the limited K- options. KFC. And, things. and finally, it was like Olive Garden. And it was like I'll have a I'll have a big honkin' salad. Well, the yeah. salad, you know, first it was like a bunch of iceberg lettuce and yeah, okay. you know, and then came the breadsticks. Oh yes, because they always <laughs> have the breadsticks. And uh, I didn't eat the breadsticks, mm-hmm. but they were mm-hmm. there. there. They were, were there. Of, there were a lot of breadsticks to fill yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, anyway, that passes for Italian food in Middle exactly. America, right? But right. okay, so. Uh, this is a study mm-hmm. that comes to us from, let's see if I can even see the source. Um, it's, anyway, it's a big study. Pro-inflammatory diet in people with multiple sclerosis is associated with an increased rate of relapse and increased flare lesion volume on MRI. Mm. So, in other words, not only did it increase the risk for relapse, but it also increased the likelihood that the MRI would show those signs of damage, white matter yeah. lesions yeah. in uh, in the brain. 
And so, interesting study. Uh, it suggests that uh, there really is something to the diet autoimmune connection. And they're not going to say, go on an autoimmune paleo diet. No. What they're going to say is, and by the way, there are criteria for uh, the inflammation index of foods. I've written some articles on it, but if you go to Google, you can put in inflammation score for foods. Yes. And it will, there's actually some studies that actually attempt to quantify that, like the mm. most pro-inflammatory. Right. So the most pro-inflammatory might be... Vegetable and seed oils. Seed oils. But if they tried foods at high temperature... Yes, yes. Uh, Hydrogenated sugar oils. certainly would be... Now, there's some controversy about meat. Mm -hmm. There's controversy about meat because uh, meat has certain, uh, like arachidonic acid, which is considered pro-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, That's more blamed on the corn that is fed to that it's you are conventional you eat, eat. animal in a factory farm. You are what you exactly. eat. Exactly. They're eat, not pastured eat. animals. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have far less arachidonic acid being pastured than in a, in a CAFO, uh, 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 a conventional um, uh, farm uh, mm -hmm. processing plant. CAFO stands for something, factory, something... Yes, yes, I, I, and I forget. Basically a factory farm. <laughs> exactly, okay. a factory okay. farm, right. where they're feeding the animals, they're tightly penned, they're fed corn and soy, and a range of antibiotics, and who knows what else, right. and that's the right. crap and you, they're And given. the quality of the meat changes, so it's more. Yes. Pro, it might be more pro-inflammatory. More pro-inflammatory, And you know, a lot absolutely. of the studies that show that meat is inflammatory are, you know, studies where epidemiologically people who eat a lot of meat also eat a lot of other bad stuff, and they True. get their meat at bad sources from fast food or from exactly. uh, processed meats, you know, they eat a lot of... You know, and that's not what's not been considered in those studies, yeah. so... Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I have to confess, I eat a fair amount of meat, and I Me you know, need the protein. Uh, I had some really nice grass-fed steaks this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, that was just really delicious. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm, I'm hands-off with the meat thermometer. I do not do the meat thermometer. I don't do the uh, meat thermometer either. I don't, I'm very sort of organic. I kind of know. Yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah. And there's that it, cook's trick, well, you know, whether it's your cheek or the, the soft part between your thumb and your index finger for medium rare or rare, or you know, if, if you... Wait, you don't have to put your hand in the fire. No, 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 no. Touching, so you so get the, an idea. The, the feel you, you of touch the meat. The feel of the meat. I, I do that a little bit The feel too, of the meat, yeah. yeah. But now, you don't want to press on it. You don't want the juices coming right, out. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you just so, want to see where it's at, kind of. So, but there are these modern ways that you can, you know, put a little temperature gauge in there and, yeah. you know, it'll, it'll read out. Um, but... So, so this I think is proof of the diet impact on conditions like uh, MS. So that's why we like to treat patients with MS. We like to treat patients with other inflammatory conditions, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus. Yes. We love to treat those people because they can get better. And then we add certain anti-inflammatory supplements mm -hmm. you know, like uh, fish oil. And I think the new kid on the block is SPM, SPM. which is a pro-resolving mediator. I love that yes. term. It helps to resolve mm -hmm. inflammation and uh, tamp down damage yes. of any type. Boswellian, yeah. curcumin. Things like that. Things like that. Absolutely. So, yeah. So anyway, I think the mm -hmm. kind of validation of what we've been talking about forever, that there is a dietary impact on these conditions. I have to remind people of uh, when they're going to eat processed food or crap, I have to remind them if they have a pet, would you feed that to your pet? 
Oh no, Fido will get sick. Mm -hmm. Well, why are you eating that? Only the highest quality organic dog food. Right. Right. Why are you not treating yourself, your own temple, the same way as you're treating your? Why do you have such a disregard? Well, vets will for yourself. Then vets will tell you there's a very high incidence of autoimmune diseases and cancer and vascular diseases and kidney disease in animals. Yeah. And I think it has to do with the fact that they eat what we eat. And True. It's, they're even more sensitive than humans. I think humans actually may be more resilient to that than yeah. animals. Animals yeah. really need to have pretty clean fuel That's to, true. To, to survive. You know, you should be taking the gizzards out of the chicken and frying, you know, sautéing them up for your dog. That's, that's, you're, you're meant to feed your dog that way or yeah. your cat. They eat you know, awful. I've heard of cats getting diabetes. They it's eat like, awful. Why are you feeding your cat rice and, and, <laughs> and stuff? Exactly. Yeah. Awful. Exactly. O-F-F-A-L. Right. Right. Uh, right. Awful is not awful. No. Um, Very tasty, as a matter of fact. I had tripe soup when I was in uh, Poland. Tripe is delicious. I had quite a few times. It was really yeah. good. It's, very, it's really a national dish in Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Very popular. Delicious stuff. Yeah. I ate it. As a kid, by accident, I didn't know it was tripe, but it's then I stomach, decided right? it's stomach, yeah. and it was delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's, especially so, the way they spice and that was it, that. it's really good. Mm-hmm. And it has kind of a nice texture, too, although right. you have to get over the idea that you're eating stomach. Liver um, and onions, sautéed in mushrooms and yeah. onions, delicious. All of that. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, let's get to questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. Okay. And f- Hit me with your best shots. Fire away. <laughs> Pat As Benatar. Pat Benatar. Recently friend. inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, okay, yeah. her and her husband. Anyway, so we have... She's a... still alive? No, I'm joking. Stop. Joking. Stop. Joking. She's fabulous. Jean writes, and you wrote about this, Dr. Hoffman, but I think it was worth mentioning mm-hmm. here. Are there any supplements that may protect us from the effects of the Canadian smoke? Well, Would NAC be helpful? Vitamin C? Yes and yes. Yeah, you're on the right track. Okay, so look, what is smoke and why is it harmful? Well, smoke is a combination of chemicals, but it's also particulate matter. Yeah. So the chemicals may hit our detox systems and cause our detox systems to work over time. So we want to support our detox systems by taking things like N-acetylcysteine that makes glutathione, which is the body's premier antioxidant. Other antioxidants work in concert with it, vitamin C, etc., etc. Yes. So it makes sense. And I wrote about this in my article. You can check it out at drhoffman.com. And if you haven't already subscribed to the newsletter, you'll get it in your inbox every week. Uh, but I wrote a comprehensive article about this, this, you know, what about the smoke? Yes. You know? Yes. And so... Uh, the other aspect is that these are tiny particles, mm-hmm. and tiny particles are so small that they can actually pass into our bloodstream and circulate around, and they are pro-inflammatory. Yes. So, I would urge uh, anti-inflammatories, just as we talked about, you know, yeah. fish oil, SPM, uh, you know, certainly tocotrienols. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would even add a natokinase to that or something. That's not a bad idea. Because yeah. you literally, mm-hmm. uh, studies have demonstrated that when these particles get into the bloodstream, they increase the clotability yeah. of the, they cause platelet aggregation. They cause, in effect, the blood to curdle. Yeah. And literally on bad smog days, there are more heart attacks. Uh, there are, you know, certainly, uh, you know, we, we probably saw more hospital admissions during this uh, smoke episode. Yeah. Uh, so, 
other things that I thought about are maybe things to enhance circulation, like nitric oxide support. Mm. Nitric oxide seems to help the lungs as well. Yeah. Might be a plausible thing. Mm-hmm. Ginkgo, maybe, for circulation. For circulation, yeah. yeah. But yeah. these are all plausibles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, however, that being said, I'm not sure how effective a strategy is to, you know, when there's bad air, to run out and take a bunch of stuff that day. I'm thinking that we want to be primed for that. Yes. In general. Right. The other thing I want to mention is the nose, because mm-hmm. the nose is our first line of defense against this bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So people are constantly, um, you know, grooming their nose, you know, taking out the nose hairs, because like, yes, if you like, you know, if, when if they're hanging out of your nose, it's time for a little. Well, if you're a tall person <laughs> talking to a short person, yes. Or, you know, <laughs> It's, it's, and I actually, uh, you know, I, I see some people, I go, you know, there is this new grooming tip. Uh, get this thing and get rid of it's that It's time forest. for a manscape. But there's a reason for that, all that. Sure, sure. That part, that's yeah. part of the barrier. And it, it, it is. actually is a, it's a, it's a dust catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in animals that are in sandstorms, they actually have the ability to, they have, you know, muscles that close their nose. Yes. And they have very elaborate turbinates to keep the stuff from getting into their lungs. Wow. And so uh, we want to keep our nose healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would use things like clear nasal spray. Yeah. Uh, to cleanse the nasal passages, even saline nasal uh, cleansers. Because mm-hmm. that's all that gunk is going to get in your nose and get trapped in your nose. and. Right. Uh, you want to wash it out. Right. So uh, the other thing is try not to use decongestants because they dry the nasal passages. Yeah. And they uh, reduce mucus secretion, which is what you don't want. You want more mucus secretion. That's our body's defense of getting the crap out. Muc- mucus, mucus entraps these things. Yes. It really does. So, yes. you know, when your dose is running, you have to use a handkerchief or something. Think about it as a way that you're actually keeping viruses and harmful right. particles away. When we're coughing up mucus from our lungs, the little cilia, the little hairs mm-hmm. are kind of, kind of urging that up, kind of moving all of that right. up and out. Smoking uh, kills your cilia actin, yes. so you don't want to do that. Paralyzes. Uh, you also, um, you know, you know. I think uh, that, uh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the nose is, I think, an important absolutely part of your uh, initial events. So you want to avoid mouth breathing under those circumstances. Oh, sure. The mouth has no filter. You want to do nasal breathing. That's why it's not a great idea to do heavy exertion that requires mouth breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I yeah, mean, you didn't want to be out jogging or biking in that yellow air. I rarely, when I'm at my bike, let me think, you know, when I'm running, sometimes I'll open my mouth and mouth breathe. Mm-hmm. But generally, I try to keep it uh, to nasal breathing, which is, right. you know, more for sustained aerobic activity. Uh, you generally want to keep it with nasal breathing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I. No, I was going to say. Uh, steroids. A lot mm-hmm. of people use steroid nasal sprays. They're very popular. <coughs> but they also tend to reduce the defenses in the in nasal passages. They have a drying effect generally, yeah. you know, like decongestants. So that's, you know, you want to avoid dependency on those things because they are going to reduce your natural filtration and your natural immunity in your nose. Yeah, yeah. Jean, Jean describes herself as a happy listener. Thank you for that question. Okay. And that, a lot of detail is in the article at uh, drhoffman.com. And if you don't want to subscribe to the newsletter, okay. 
you're not a newsletter person, just go to drhoffman.com and you'll see our latest article you'll posted see, there. Yes. And you know, that's one way you can see our content even if you don't subscribe. Some people don't like to subscribe to a lot of stuff, I get it. Uh, but just a convenient way to make sure it comes to your inbox. So, oh, well, well. let's do a pause because we want to enable one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. So here goes. Let's listen up. Life's aches and pains. We all experience them. So I'm excited that Plus CBD Relief is backed by popular demand. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CB Sciences. Plus CBD's Relief line of soft gels is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor formulated with recovery supporting ingredients including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen PEA, which has been found in clinical trials to relieve severe headache faster than ibuprofen. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com Hoffman for Plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. Uh, they are part of the education that we provide here on Intelligent Medicine. And, you know, it's not like we're uh, advertising um, widgets here. You know, they're all consistent with our outlook and viewpoint about natural medicine. Yes. Yes. Okay. We have an email here from, oh, from Marianne. Uh, I had an emergency laparoscopic appendectomy. It was perforated. It was excruciatingly painful. Now I've developed a large abdominal hematoma. I'm using heat a few times a day, but it isn't shrinking. It's very upsetting. I don't think I can exercise for a long time. It hurts to bend over. Car drives are uncomfortable. Is it safe to do upper body exercises while I'm sitting? Or will that still affect my core? I'm losing all my muscle tone. I'm only 109 pounds at 5'2". Wow. I'm a 62-year-old female. Wow. So this is, um, you know, laparoscopic surgery is said to be more benign than the old-fashioned surgery where they literally... Cut you open. Cut you open. Yeah. So laparoscopic is a tiny port goes in and they do the surgery and they can, you know, locate your appendix and take it out. But she had a perforated appendix. Yeah. Which is a more serious problem. And, you know, sometimes that creates a lot of peritonitis, inflammation in yeah. the peritoneum, and that may be what she's experiencing, not the pain associated with these tiny holes. Uh-huh. So or the I hematoma? don't know exactly what's going on in her case. I mean, she can talk to her doctor about why the pain persists, why she has a hematoma. Yeah. Um, not sh- the hematoma means just it's like a big blood pocket blister. of blood, a pocket of blood, yeah. you, know, you know, like a pocket of blood, like a big blood blister, maybe mm-hmm. near the surface, I don't know why. Um, Something injured a blood vessel and blood mm. poured into there, and this, you know, takes a while for that to heal. Um, when it comes to exercise, I mean, you can't do crunches. Uh, could you do light exercise, upper body exercise? Sure, but just don't valsalva because when you, you when you strain, yes. you're going to put pressure in your abdomen. True, so, and certainly get clearance from the surgeon, from your doctor, that you could do any kind of exercise gotta, at all. I, I, you know, I've got to say, Layla, you having had surgery, uh, I generally yeah. ignore their advice. Could, for example, you know, I had like my knee 
work done. And they just put some, you know, little holes because it's laparoscopic surgery. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they fixed the inside of the knee. And then they said, you can't do anything for two weeks. Well, I, I got it that I couldn't run or anything, you know, because it was still a little sore. But I like to swim. So they said, oh, you know, you can't go in water for like, uh, you know, 10 days or two weeks. I said, you know, there's just a little Band-Aid on this thing. Uh, you know, the Band-Aid fell off after a couple of days. And I looked at it and it was like, it was closed. It was healed. So what was the harm of going in the pool? So I, I you went used in the pool. my judgment. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't have done it if there was like an open sore there. Sure. You know, for my own sake, but also for the sake of other people in the pool. It's right. It's sanitary. Yeah. But, you know, it... It was so, it's, it's, you know, so often they say, ask your doctor. You know, it's like, ask your doctor about whether to take these supplements. That's worthless advice. It's, it is, they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. That's it's true. It's like, ask your doctor what supplements to take for surgery or ask your doctor what supplements to take yeah. for chemo. They, they haven't studied it. So they'll say, of course, stop everything. Right. So we're out of ignorance. They'll say stop I, everything. But, uh, in general, yeah. I will say this. Uh, you know, just for purposes of you know liability, don't rely on my advice on this program. You should be working with a health professional yes. if you have a condition. So, like, oh Absolutely. wow, you know, I, I heard you know I have uh, MS. I stopped all my meds. I'm going on this you know Paleolithic diet because of Doctor Robin. Well, that may or may not work. I, if you were sitting in front of me, I may say that's a great idea. Or I may say, hey, you know, you need to be on those medications for a while until the yeah. benefits of the diet ramp up. Right. So, you know, ask your doctor. Medication management is appropriate at times. Yes. Absolutely. You don't discount that. Well, for example, yeah. let's, let's look at today. We saw a guy, and he had an eye problem that was traced to high blood pressure. Yeah, scary. And so... He had never paid attention to his high blood pressure, but when he came to the emergency room with the eye problem, his blood pressure was astronomically high. Yeah. And so he was placed on blood pressure medication. So he calls me up, I mean, his first visit, and he says, well, I'm looking for an alternative to blood pressure medication. I said, you need that blood pressure medication. Yes. You want to heal your eye. Yes. Even with the blood pressure medication, your blood pressure is not so great yet. So while we work with diet, supplements, and exercise... And let all of that kick in. You're going to need that medication. Yes. And I, you might even need to see a cardiologist to fine-tune that because I don't like your blood pressures. I'll prescribe. I'll continue to prescribe this medication, but you might, yeah. need, you might need a higher dose or an, another medication to protect your eyes from yeah. the... Because the, I said... The, this is the analogy I gave. I said, you know, your eyes have blood vessels, and it's a little bit like... This weekend, I was working in the garden, and I noticed, you know, whenever I turned on the hose, it was it was spritzing me. I mm -hmm. tried to clean off my car, and it was I got all spritzed by the hose because uh -huh. the the connector for the from the what do you call it the spritz the, the nozzle the, the nozzle right was the hose not, nozzle to the hose was like not good. So I okay. so I went inside. I got a washer, mm -hmm. and I fixed it. But also, I noticed that the connector to the house, no matter what I do, it leaks. Well, that hose is old and eventually I'm going to have to replace the hose. That's right. exactly what happens in the eye when there's like high blood pressure is you get leakage and damage mm -hmm. and you know mm -hmm. it's it's you, you got to lower the pressure otherwise yeah. it's going to be problematic. You know? Right. And you know and my garden hose is not you know, 70 years old either. Right, <laughs> right. Our, That's right. He our, was 70 our pipes years old. actually have much better longevity and repair cap self-repair capability than True. a garden hose. 
Yeah. Sometimes you have to replace them. Yeah. One, one on, in, in the other the other side of the house, I had to replace it. I had to throw away the hose. There you go. And just replace it because it was hopeless. They don't last forever, right? No. Right. Get something new. Exactly. I would remind Marianne, yes, you do. She doesn't have an appetite. She's not eating much because she feels like this. Well, I mean, she needs to amp up her protein. Take advantage of the times that you are hungry right. to amp up your protein a little bit. It's important for the repair process. Yep. But you'll come out of this okay. You should come out of this okay. It's a little but setback. Do check it's going to heal. It's going to heal. Yeah. You play catch up ball. But, you know, it's, look, it's a piece of your intestine yes. that's affected. And it's your body wants you to eat very lightly because otherwise you're, it's like too much traffic on a bridge that's just been repaired. You know, mm -hmm. you don't want to push it. Yes. Yes. Okay. We've got a question from Dennis. Give preview the question because we're going to have to go to use oh, that in my. part two. What is the importance of detoxification and how do we keep those pathways healthy? That's a topic of a semester's worth of podcasts. Okay. Well, let's tackle it in brief. <laughs> Give the Reader's Digest version. Yes. In part two. Life in these United States. <laughs> Mommy, what's the Reader's Digest? <laughs> Never heard of it. Okay. That dates us. Yeah. All right. Uh, back in just a moment. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net and we'll be right back with more today's Intelligent Medicine podcast, our Q&A with Layla.